Girlfriends, girlfriends, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another season of Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry. Um, I am so excited to have our guest with us today. She is kicking off this season. I want to tell you, she and I reconnected. I don't know, seemed like a year or two ago, and we are finally making this happen. Just we connected and make it happen, then things happen, and life, ha you know, life just happens. And so we are making it happen here on our season three of Girlfriends Got to Homeschooling. Yes, and Girlfriends Chat the podcast. So let me just tell you a little bit about this platform and a little bit about myself before we dive in. So all of you who have been following and saying, where's Angela? Where's Angela? Where's Angela? I'm back. Here I am. Um, a lot of things has happened this year, great things and, and growth and all that type of thing. But this platform, Girlfriends Chat, is to give voice to those who are of the African diaspora and who are homeschooling to say basically hashtag we homeschool too. So if you have followed at any point in time of this journey or you're new to this platform, uh, you can go back and look at over 130 something, I think, interviews that I've done with those who are all over the world who are homeschooling. Um, their children and, and many, many flavors and looks of how people are homeschooling, home educating their children. And particularly now in the climate of COVID and so many families being forced to homeschool, they're saying, hey, instead of being forced with public schooling in my home, I'm going to home educate my own children, okay? Um, so you get to hear their challenges, their triumphs, their successes, their, their journey, how in the world did they get started? I've, homes, I, I, I've interviewed those who are single parents, you know, home educating both parents, working, homeless parents, home educating their children, uh, you name it. I think I've done maybe all kinds of situations um, and they get to say, we're making this happen. We're taking, we're being conscious about educating our own children on the on our terms, okay? So that's what you're here on this platform. So welcome, welcome to Girlfriends Chat. Um, I'm Angela Jordan Perry. I have been homeschooling as of this recording 20 years to eight children three of whom I've graduated and five, I'm still homeschooling. And uh, we make our homestead or home, our life here in South Carolina, where in the state of South Carolina, I give families legal status to home educate their children. Um, as you know, every state has different laws, right? So in South Carolina, they have to join a homeschool association if they want to homeschool. I own and operate a homeschool association so that they can have legal status to do so. So my purpose-driven life is to make a positive impact on families, on homeschoolers worldwide. And I start that journey here in South Carolina and then my other platforms of Girlfriends Chat, uh, the podcast and Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling the YouTube channel. So get connected with those. So um, all things homeschooling is what I do. And then, uh, you know, other than that, I'm an avid ex, you know, stay in the gym, exercising, trying to be healthy, not being trying, I am being healthy, manifesting and creating the life that I desire and I'm um, helping those along the way um, as I do so. Also, I'm a grand love. I'm a love ma, but a grand love. I'm a love ma. I have a grand love. She is 16 months so beautiful. So that's a little bit about me, okay? But that's enough. So we, let's find out a little bit more about Chrysanthi. So Chrysanthi, aka Abby. Hey there. Hey. <laughs> so are you ready to make this happen after a year, two years of first contact? Are you ready, girl? Oh yeah, yeah. We got to get this started. <laughs> Let's get it done, because in that time frame, Abby has, um, you know, she got some new things coming up. So let me tell you a little bit about. 
Chrysanthe, also AKA Abby. So she is a wife and mother of two small children, ages six and nine. This is her fifth year of conscious homeschooling journey. And um, she just takes it one day at a time, she says. Having spent all of her formative years in uh, traditional schools, homeschooling was not very familiar to her at first. Along the way, her journey has afforded her many opportunities to lead in various learning environments as a tutor, as a teacher, and now a co-founder of Noir Educators Collective, which is a nonprofit and international support group that serves as a resource for Black and Brown families and educators alike, both traditional and home. No War Uncut, which is her podcast, was founded within, uh, within that as another means to connect with their village family online. All of these things seem relatively easy when she compares them to being a Black homeschool parent in America. When she's not homeschooling or managing the war, she is creating. One of her favorite pastimes is writing. And following her passion and living in her purpose, she has started writing her first, her first children's book, as well as a gentle literature-based curriculum for small children. So stay tuned for more on that. So Chris Anthe, Abby, <laughs> I yes. have told the girlfriends just a little bit about you. So if there is more to share now that you've heard your bio, if there is more to share, please do show, but then also tell us how you got started on your homeschooling journey. Okay. So I guess I should start off by saying, hey, everyone, um, you can call me Abby. I would like to just share that um, Noir was founded by um, two homeschooling parents, myself and um, one of my, what I like to call my big sisters. Um, she is also a homeschooling parent in Texas. I am in New Jersey. Uh -huh. And we both decided that we had um, a need to fulfill for the families who were suffering the most due to the pandemic. And so uh -huh. Noir was birthed out of that need. Okay. Um, I also like to share a little bit about, like you said, my journey. How did it all get started? Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. So um, I grew up as I, as was mentioned earlier um, in traditional schools and I don't have any recollection of um, firsthand experience as, a, as it is with the traditional idea of homeschoolers. Yeah. Goes, um, my husband has been homeschooled okay. and his cousins have been homeschooled. Okay. Um, they are from okay. Virginia and homeschooling yeah, in their that's my family. Hometown. Yeah, Virginia, okay. that's where I'm from, yes. Yeah, so they grew up with this culture, I guess, um, of homeschooling and how it okay. works. My family didn't know what homeschooling was and never heard of it. Yeah. Um, so I think the desire or the interest stemmed from that little bit of knowledge about homeschooling and how successful his family members have been with it. And yeah. also um, what led us to taking it more seriously or thinking more about it um, yeah. stemmed from my husband's change in jobs. So okay. we had to move to New Jersey and 
it was during the summer months where school is not in session. And so I didn't feel comfortable just registering the kids up for school in the fall that I had no, no um, familiarity with. Um, I didn't really understand the difference between the New Jersey school system and the Philadelphia school system, which is where we moved from. Okay. Um, so I just thought, you know what, let's try this homeschooling thing out. His family bought all these curriculums. I didn't buy anything. Wow. Um, but my biggest concern was the socialization aspect that people often bring up. Like, where yeah. are the children going to socialize yeah. if they're always at home with the parents? Always the main issue about socialization. That's the number one question always yeah. asked. Socialization. Always. Yeah. And um, I had, you know, my, 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 my priority was my daughter because at the time she was five and my son was three. So okay. school was not like <laughs> a thing yet for him. We did things together, but it wasn't a, the fuss was about my five-year-old. Okay. And so I knew because she has always been a social butterfly that we need to put her in a co-op. She has to be in a homeschool co-op. And I personally felt more confident um, seeking a homeschool co-op for my personal reasons as someone um, new to homeschooling at the time. Yeah. I wanted to have that security or I should say that support. And we moved to New Jersey without any family here. We right. don't have, we, at the time we didn't have any friends here. Um, it was just us. Right. And so I really felt, I didn't feel, feel strong enough to, homeschool without having someone to check in with and because it had been such a long time since my husband's mother homeschooled him I didn't think that I didn't think that she could help me in the way that would necessarily help me in my own individual journey because this is probably something that came regular came came natural to her to some degree because that was like I said everyone in the family was doing it wow Um, that's amazing Whereas with me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm questioning everything. <laughs> right, right, right. So I didn't want to be disrespectful with my questions and, um, well, take or take away from, you know, what she truly values and what I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So that was my reason for seeking a homeschool co-op. And okay. um, that was, yeah, five years ago. Okay. So how was it? How was this homeschooling journey when you first got started your journey five years ago? What was that first year like? Looking back, I think it was somewhat easy because like I said, I didn't have to worry about buying curriculum so much. Um, If something didn't work well in one area, I tried a different book, but I think because I was so concerned about where does my black family fit into this curriculum? Mm-hmm. Is this is this curriculum really teaching the things that we uphold or or what we want our children to know? And that's where it got a little tricky. I won't say it was hard, but it got tricky because it really required more work for me. You know, when you sign up for a co-op sometimes um, 
sorry about that. Sometimes there, there's this, um, there's just, just this understanding that, yeah, we're all going to just teach the same thing. Uh, we're all going to learn together and everyone's going to be okay because we all have the same plan in our head. But a lot of times in these co-ops, there are very few people that look like you. Yeah. And so there was yeah. that challenge and the challenge, like I said, with the curriculums, like really trying to research, like, is this really what happened? And who who's the author of this book? What is their background? Like, what, where where does they who taught them? You wow, know, you, you did good. You took it there when you first got started. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it really mattered to me because yeah. I didn't start digging into that stuff until I attended Hampton University. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family is Caribbean. Okay. My whole family is West Indian on both sides, and. Okay. So their struggle in the islands is totally different from the struggle in the South uh, as history has taught it. And so, you know, it really pushed me to understand where we come from, um, why sometimes um, immigrant families can't really relate to the struggle. You know, it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's different. And, and, you know, for me, raising two small Black children, I thought, I can't not know this stuff. Just like with what's happening now. Um, yeah. <laughs> the insurrectionists. And and I know they're going to write about this stuff. And It's going to be husband, in the history books. It's going to be in those history books. Yeah. And my husband was just saying to me, like, we're going to be there to tell them that that's not what happened. That's actually. exactly right. <laughs> and, what I, and that's interesting you say that. We're going to take a little rabbit hole. I was just telling my kids that this is going to be in the history book. And we have to make sure that we, as people of color of the African diaspora, have our handprints in the history books. Like we tell this story from our point of view, so it won't be watered down. So it won't be made beautiful. It won't be, it'll be told for what it is. We who are conscious, who are more aware that Mm -hmm. this thing happened back in our day, we need to make sure the history books look different or um, definitely for sure, make sure our kids are, are seeing it and full aware of it so they can be able to say, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where I came from, but I, I remember my mom and daddy talked to us about that. That is not how it happened. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so we're not yeah. going to go, we're not going to do the hokey doke anymore in the history. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Yes, very good. And so from that point, um, as far as recognizing, like, no, we have to teach them the truth of what it is we can't just go by what someone else said um that fueled me with the desire to find other homeschoolers who look like us and so you know it was hard (laughs) i I know Mm -hmm. um especially in new jersey where everything is so spread out um there's a there's a lack of culture and i would say in new jersey in comparison to Philadelphia, the, the okay. city of Philadelphia, where we come from. Yeah. And um, so I went back and made some connections and joined a co-op in um, in Philadelphia. Okay. And, um, but even then that was something that happened like once a week. The rest of the days we were in New Jersey. Right. And so um, I started a mom support group for black moms. Okay. And so that also, was an I guess created another network base for me to find families with like you said who share the same interests who are like-minded and who have the same concerns yeah so um so that was a 
big deal for me, especially after my daughter took notice of, you know, she knew we were moving um, and we didn't necessarily think hard about, okay, well, we need to move in an area where, um, where everyone looks like us. There wasn't much thought about that. It was a really, um, I would say kind of a rushed move. Okay. My husband got this job opportunity pretty fast. And all we knew was we need to be between this point and that point to get close to, to be able to visit my mother quickly. So mm-hmm. my mother still is in Philadelphia. So okay. that was where our mindset was. In the right. back of my mind, you know, as we're exploring, I'm like, I don't know, I don't see anyone here who looks like us. But um, once we settled down, we found the co-op, maybe about the second week or maybe it was the first week. It wasn't that long after we started the co-op that my daughter said to me on the drive home, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the only black person in my class. And how old is she now? At that time? She's nine now. At I mean, time, at that time she was. That was five years. So that was like. Four? Four. She was like four and a half. Wow. Like that. It was almost mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. And um, I paused because I didn't want to create something that wasn't there, right? Like children have their own minds. I didn't want to make something out of nothing if it yeah. was nothing. Right, so right. I, so I paused and I said, how does that make you feel? And she said, oh, I'm just stating an observation. Oh, so, okay. so my daughter, it, she's, she's a Gemini. She loves big words. She loves, <laughs> so when she said that, I said, okay, <laughs> so, but, it stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Later that night, I'm still pondering it. It's just an observation. Is it just an observation? Is it Why is it an observation? What? Why is what? it an observation? Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing? Am I doing something wrong here? I don't want mm. a repeat of what I went through. Yeah. As the only black child in the class. Yeah. I, yeah. I suffered some, some bits <laughs> gotcha. um, from that. And so, you know, it made me realize like, okay, so I have to put some extra legwork into this and, yeah. and, and maybe we need to spend more time in Philly. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to, you have to do the extra, do the extra legwork. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's totally what we did. It. And that's what we did. We made frequent trips to Philadelphia. We connected with the homeschooling network in Philadelphia and made some, some truly um, great friends. So it has helped us and I encourage everyone um, who feels similarly to either start create what you desire that's Um, right my mentor told me that she said if it doesn't exist you need to create it absolutely I I totally agree I totally Mm -hmm. totally agree so Mm -hmm. it sounds like your first year while it was off to a good start it was about discovery and making sure there was that community um, there that you all needed to see and feel, I'm going to say the energy of that community. And so mm-hmm. that was a big part of your first start. So it was off to a good start mm-hmm. five years ago. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Okay. And yeah. So what was, take us to your worst day of homeschooling that, um, you know, over these five years that would, would have, you would have thrown in your towel if you didn't come to your senses or whatever, but it was such a bad day 
time or bad mm -hmm. day or bad mindset or bad whatever what was your worst day of homeschooling where you almost threw in the um, the towel Abby hmm. my worst there's so many no um <laughs> And I like to ask this question because when someone is considering homeschooling, we, we always give ourselves all the negatives of why we can't do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if they mm -hmm. hear, whoa, that was her worst day. Okay. It gives the listener, those of you who are listening, the encouragement to say, all right, I can get through that. If that was her worst day and uh, rightfully so it was a worst day. Um, and she continued on, then I know that these days may come or I'm already in it, but I can do it. So it just mm -hmm. gives the person the, the encouragement. So take us to that day, if you can think of one that stands out specifically. Um, so I will say this. As I share with you and I tell everyone, it's been five long years. <laughs> and we really take it one day at a time. There are days when... Um, we just not today. Like we, we just can't. Like our, the the energy in the house. Like y y no one's connecting. <laughs> right. Like, okay. So maybe we'll just go outside and 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 we'll go on a hike or we will go to a museum. We gotta change gears because if I'm unable to connect with you, what what are we doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so. That reminded me of a time when it felt like chaos one day. It really felt like, do you guys not want to learn? Do you guys like, what is it? Am I, am I, am I not a good teacher? Because, you know, as a homeschooling parent, no one is patting you on the back each day. Like, all right, we did this today. Yeah. You, you can teach, girl. Like, nope. you know. You don't really know what's going on. Until... Do I know what I'm doing? Am I doing it good enough? Is this, you know, what are we doing here? Yes. You know, totally and the kids, the kids might say, mom, that was fun. That was great. I'm like, yeah, what do you know? I probably didn't even teach everything I was supposed <laughs> to teach. <laughs> but um, there was a day when I really was questioning if I should be homeschooling right now because I could not understand why it seems so hard for my child to understand um, the lessons in the curriculum we were using. It was specifically a, a math curriculum. And it took me a while before I realized it's nothing wrong with the child. <laughs> the child is trying to communicate with you that this isn't working and maybe the curriculum ain't right. Or, okay. or maybe your approach, your teaching style isn't right. right. right it's right. nothing wrong with the child. And so I was beating myself up for weeks, like trying to figure out like, wrong. like if, if, if we were in a traditional school setting, they just got to do it. They just, we just got to figure it out and make right. it work or right. they get left back. <laughs> One or the yep. other. Yeah. Um, but a friend of mine, uh, mentioned to me like that's the reason why you homeschool mm -hmm. you are able that's it you are able to take the time to mm -hmm. actually learn your child and yep. connect with your child and so we switched curriculums and yeah. my child is flying through and in my mind I'm like 
we done wasted a whole year <laughs> <laughs> trying to shove this square shove this in a stuff. circle, right? Make it work. Yes. Um, but it, it taught me patience. Um, yeah. It taught me endurance. It taught me to trust my children. My child, <laughs> my, my children are innocent. They aren't out to get me. They're not trying to, you know, like. Some days I wonder. I don't know, honey. I know. Some days, some days they might be trying to get you. Subconsciously they are. They don't know they are. Yes. And they know what to do to get, you know, to get their way. But I recognize that my child was losing an interest and the excitement of learning mm, during that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you lose that, you have no yeah. curiosity. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. Then we really are at a loss here. Like you're absolutely right. You have there's nothing there that's going to motivate them if there is just no interest whatsoever. That's right. That's right. And so um I had to make the change. And I thank God that I did because now um, my youngest, he feeds off of his big sister okay. energy. Uh-huh. So if things look difficult, you know, for her, he now is encouraging her like, no, we can do it. You are smart because oh. remember, you know, we just, you just did this the other day mm-hmm. and my daughter does the same thing for him. They encourage each other. Awesome. But what I, but what I realized is that in addition to that, they are still excited to learn, even if it is a challenge. There is no, okay, I just quit. It's more right. like, well, I, can we, is there another way we can do this? Is, you Good know? Deal. Yeah. So that to me, um, that's me was everything. Yeah. And that, and that meant for me that I may not know everything because we outsourced a lot. Okay. It wasn't just um, me and the kids at home in the co-op class, but we also, you know, we reached out to um, professional instructors for certain subjects. I can't teach everything. I don't know everything and I'm okay with that. Right. But, but what I, what I can do as a parent is not just nurture my children's interests, but also recognize, okay, when there is a change that needs to be made that will help them in the long run. Because ultimately you want them to be lifelong learners. You want them to, that's right? The so that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. If you want to learn, I'm good. You, and you can read. So you, you can really, really. Go, sky's the limit. Go. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and I mean, I will say this from hearing you as a home educator for just five years, you have said nuggets, nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like you are way ahead of what I want to say, the learning curve of what this journey of home education about. So I give you kudos. Oh. So I'm really proud oh, of you. Thank you. And I can only say that because having done it for 20 years, I feel like, uh, um, it's always a constant of me reminding myself of that truth. And I didn't get that truth until 
I became a conscious homeschooler, if you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. before then, it was someone else's terms were set on what schooling should be done, be, be like. And, yeah. and someone else's terms were set on what their achievements supposed to be like. It was someone else's goal that I was living for my kids and not looking at them and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what's our goal? Um, right. What's our family goal? And what, what you know, so when I became a conscious, and I'm going to have you explain what a conscious homeschooler is. When I became more of a conscious homeschooler, then all of that was erased. And I'm like, what the freak? We're going to mm-hmm. do I, this is what we want for this family. And this is the goal mm-hmm. for my kids and for these um, black and brown children and what they need to have for their future. <clears throat> all of that was erased. So I give you kudos for getting that. And just five years, I'm like, wait a minute, why is she? Okay, yeah, she just started. Her kids are little. She already got it. I didn't have it. <laughs> you know, my older one was little. So way to go, way to go. Um, and conversely, uh, Abby, and share what your worst day was like. Tell us what was, what is your most memorable day of these five years of homeschooling, which has caused you to say, you know what, this right here, this right here is why we home educate our children. Take us to that moment. Hmm. Um, I would, I believe... I had, I had a few aha moments, um, but I I would like to say the first time it hit me was when we pulled out of that majority white homeschool co-op. Okay. Um, because originally, like I said, the goal was to find a co-op for socialization reasons, right? Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, in New Jersey, there aren't many Black homeschooling families that meet up, I guess, unofficially, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But okay. there isn't anything really organized here. Um, so there are a few things that happened at the co-op that made me realize there's more to homeschooling than this. Okay. Okay. And my children aren't getting the food that they need as black children. Mm-hmm. Right? I get you. Um when you start to think more about what is success? Everyone's success story is different. What might be successful for you will not work for me. And in realizing that, it was some, it was to some degree a form of self-protection. Like I have to protect my mind and their minds, and that I need them to know who they are and be grounded in that, mm-hmm. and to be okay with that. And in certain environments, there is there's less freedom to be all those things. And I believe my daughter picked up on it a lot Mm. quicker than my son. My -hmm. son was only, like I said, he was a little thing. Just got, just came out the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my daughter who has been wise beyond her years since she's been on this earth, um, she would just say things and not to complain, but I just realized that there is way more to homeschooling. The world is literally your oyster. Mm. And we have 
become more of, I guess, eclectic homeschoolers since that realization. Okay. Um, so for so like I was saying earlier, um, for for me, it really had a lot to do with recognizing that we can homeschool anywhere. I don't necessarily need this co-op to be successful and to be successful in America because we are raising children in America. That's a whole nother thing. How, how, you, how you guys operate in America will not work in the black community. Let's just be real. Yeah. Um, cu culturally, we are allowed people. Culturally, we are a moving people. I don't want you questioning my child and how loud she is. This is who she is. Um, we understand inside voices and outside voices. But if I want to like check my child, I don't want anyone checking me as if something <laughs> I did was wrong. This is this right. is how we. It's how we move. It's a different this movement and understanding. Move. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Totally so, get um, it. So for me, that was while it seemed like a daunting situation. At the same time, it really motivated me to to stick with it because I I think at that point I grasped the fact that we are living in two Americas. And there are one too many times when I've had to tell some parents, yeah, that's not gonna work for us. Let me tell you why. And for them it was, oh. And in my mind, I'm like, why y'all don't know this? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so the frustration of dealing with that, I think, caught up. Yeah. And, and instead of wasting my time teaching people who may not even be interested in learning, I wanted to use that time to pour into my kids. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, have to preserve your energy some way. Because <laughs> when I leave the co-op, I'm still dealing with real life. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Totally get it. Totally get it. And so just coming into that realization became the, your best, uh, you know, best experience mm -hmm. of homeschooling, because that really, I guess, formulated the trajectory of how you were going to move and operate within your homeschooling mm -hmm. up until now. Yeah. And there so. are other little moments like, you know, your child shows you that they really understood something or they mentioned in the conversation something you didn't think they were even paying attention to. Yes, and you're yes. like, oh, okay, we're, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're able to be there and be a part of that moment too. That's the other big thing yes. for me, just to be able to experience that yourself. Um, yes. So, but it, took, but it took some time mm -hmm. um, to get comfortable with the with the transition. And by the transition, I'm not necessarily speaking about leaving the co-op and moving on to something else. I'm specifically speaking on de-schooling. So sure. yeah. I got a de-school yeah. Yeah. <laughs> myself. Yeah. Cause I tried to apply things that I was taught and make this this structured homeschool environment for my kids that really did not reflect our lifestyle. Yeah. I was trying so hard to replicate what I knew school to be. Right. And which is what we do. Yeah. Yes. And in that you still have to decolonize. You still have to 
understand, well, why is this set up like this? And you're reading books like, oh my gosh, like this was for the factory workers? Why are we in rows? And you know, you're just the 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 ringing of the bell. And they're coming out, yeah, ding, 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 all the things yeah. buzzing, 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 yes. starting to make yeah. sense. Yes, yeah. got it. And yeah. so um, all of that has been a process. And I think de-schooling is maybe to some degree like a, a long-term thing because yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about how long we, I was in traditional school <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now I'm homeschooling. It's like, we got five years down, like a hundred more to go. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> you know? uh-huh. And, like, and a, a hundred more of just pulling off the, this is how it has to be. This is how you got to yes. do it. This is what it must be. Blah, blah, blah. Pulling off all of that stuff. I work with families yes. continually who I'm constantly saying, nope, you're the home educator. You get to create it. You get mm-hmm. to create it. You get to create it. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, trust mm-hmm. yourself in this in this creative moment. They're not going to fail as long as you are being proactive. You know, right. So um, right. that's another and part of uh, another thing. Deschooling. Yeah. Yes, and to know that to this day, there is no like scientific evidence that the traditional school is the way that we learn. Like they still don't know how we learn. I mean, for me, that was like, okay, well, you know what, whatever we do is going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. As long as I understand my kids and we're moving forward. I agree. Yes. They're going to learn. They will succeed yes. and they will. But like you said earlier, the biggest key that got to be there, that's the nucleus of it all is the love of learning. Yes. If that's there, there's no limit. Yes. There's no limit. Yes. Really, yes. really. Because in so. those moments, they discover their passions. They discover, um, uh-huh. yeah, their you know it's, how it they gets learn. Deep. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, deep. Yeah, yeah. And you want to nurture that because yeah, kids will tell you from an early age, "I know what I'm supposed to be in this life." Like, <laughs> and it may sound goofy to us, but it's it's our responsibility or our duty as parents to help them get there or to discover different ways they can still use that interest yeah. for something bigger absolutely. right absolutely yeah. absolutely wow girlfriends if you've been with us or for a period of time or just joining in today on the show i have <laughs> abby johnson out of new jersey laying yeah. down the nuggets this is a homeschooling mom who has been doing so for five years to her two babies ages six and nine uh, she's very active and started some organizations that you will um, definitely want to tune into and she'll share more about that at the end of the show. So as she, uh, we go into the second part of our program, um, this is where Chrysanthem, you're going to hear me say Chrysanthi and you're going to hear me say Abby. So I'm just going to keep calling her Abby. So she goes by both. All right. Her name is Chrysanthi, but um, uh, for, for the sake of just connection and and everything, she goes by Ebby. So Ebby, on this part of the show, this is where um, I ask you questions to pick your brain. These are quick answers, just you know, some insights for these viewers and listeners to tune in and say, oh, okay, I'm gonna write this down, okay? So um, this is what we're gonna do. First of all, what is your favorite quote that you have hung on to that has kept you going strong on this homeschooling journey? Um, quote or my- mantra? Or- Whatever it is, keep you going. My favorite verse um, is, for the Lord is within her, she cannot fail. Mm, mm -hmm. She cannot, cannot. period. 
You're not. That's it. That's it. Uh, very good. I love that. So tell us uh, as well, do you plan, I know you say you go one day at a time, but do you plan to homeschool all the way through to the end of high school? Oh, man makes plans. <laughs> um, I know so, the rest of that. <laughs> right. So we, so we have talked about it lightly, um, but we also know our children have their own minds. And so if they, for whatever reason, want to explore other schooling options, we are open to it. We would like to, we would mm -hmm. like to homeschool them um, through high school, but we're okay if that's not their desire. Mm -hmm. But I would mm -hmm. like to, because I like what I am seeing, like the yeah. receipts are, are showing now. Yeah, and, I hear you. Um, I hear you. I can only imagine how much more they're going to grow. Yeah. From this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're young. And um, all you have to do, my dear, and I'll say this in any kind of rude way, but I just say, you know, go and sit in on school. I don't know if you can mm -hmm. do that now, but at some point, sit in on school, see what's going on in that type of thing. And uh, that will help you. My kids, I'm that mama. My kids didn't get to choose. <laughs> I was like, this is what we're going to do, guys. Be happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, tell us something that's unique that you do in your homeschooling. Um, share share with us, whatever that is. What is unique that the Johnson family do in their homeschooling that probably other families don't do? Hmm. What do we do that's unique to our family? Um, I don't know if we're too unique. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything that we do that might really be perceived as unique. Is it something that you all do? Like, okay, we're going to, this is what, this is the thing that we do all the time. You know, every day we're going to do this thing. So, okay. So we do a lot of cooking together. Okay. And we also have like, required family story time together. So, okay. so with the cooking, we use cooking as our geography, our math and our- um, Wow, okay. And our science. And so with, with the recipes and the learning that comes with understanding how chemicals work together and um, the math that goes into the certain portions for each meal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the history, of where it comes from and then geography, location, what what, what um, country or where did, you, did this um, culturally connect with this dish? Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of fun um, cooking with that aspect. Yeah. Um, and as far as the family story time, which is every afternoon around, I wanna say around one, mm -hmm. um, we read, we're reading Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, and, I did that with my littles too. They're little. Yeah. Aww. So we have cool. like the whole collection. Collection of it all together. Yes. One book? Yes. Yeah. No, there are several different. No, there's several. You got them in several. Okay. Yes. All right. You have the small so, ones. Okay. Yes. So we're in the first one. Um, Beautiful. And we love it. It's a, it, it's a page turner, right? Yes. You, you, you finish one chapter, it's like, wait, 
are we really stopping yes here? yes oh i remember that too and lord of the rings was our second one because the chronicle yeah. of narnia is, is that's many books we end up buying one that had all the collection together in one book oh wow um, yeah and so then after we read through all of those we went through um, lord of the rings um together so that's awesome uh, yeah great memories that's all that's beautiful um yeah. what we are some Hmm. Say it again. We might just add Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that, that's a page turner too. Very, very, very good. It was good. Um, what are some resources and curriculum, uh, Ebby, that you all use in your family that you feel every um, black and brown family should have in their um, homeschool library? So I can't, I can't rave about this curriculum. Mm-hmm more than I've, I've, I mean, this curriculum that I hold near and dear to me um, is called, um, oh my goodness. So the company is called Woke Homeschooling. What is it again? The, the company uh -huh, is called Woke Homeschooling. Oh but yeah. The, but the curriculum name is, um, it's not woke homeschooling. There's a different name for oh, it. I'm, I'm thinking about another one. Never mind. I don't know that one. No, I was thinking about another. Is it history? Um, this is the history. Yes, it's a U.S. It's a conscious U.S. history curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yes, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, there it is. Oh, I was gonna say. Freedom. I was gonna say. I got it. I was gonna pull it up on my phone. I have the book. I have it. First, okay, I have it. Let me tell you. Yes. If I didn't say the name of this curriculum, um, Delina, the woman who created, will come for me. Yes, I go love, freedom. I love Delina. Um, yeah. She has been such a great support to me on this journey as well. Yeah. And um, I toot oh freedom wherever I go. Like, do you, you put have a lot it? of work into that? That's extra. Yeah. That's an excellent resource. Um, and and she brings a lot of living books into it. So yes, uh, excellent, yes. excellent. It's um, if you're familiar with any of your homeschooling families, familiar with Tapestry of Grace, it's almost like a Tapestry of Grace, but it's definitely um, for Black and Brown families focused. Um, yes. But she has it laid out very well. I mean, unbelievable, oh, yeah. the work she did. Oh, yeah. Go Freedom. Yes, mm -hmm, yes, excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you. that's a curriculum you definitely want to have. You can look it up. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll get the information together and put it in the show notes because that's, yeah. that's a good one to pull from. Um, and that is and that is found on wokehomeschooling.com. It's woke W I L K E, right? W O K E woke. Oh, oh woke. Oh W O K E. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. W woke mm -hmm. homeschool .com. Yes, very good. I bought that a couple of years ago. Still haven't fully used it to the full full extent of it. Um, it's a lot. I it, think it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I think it does allow that kind of um expansion over like maybe four years or mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. take your time with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, so what is the best piece of advice, uh, Abby, that you have received um, along this home schooling journey that has kept you on track, on, on you know, focus that you'd like to share with the girlfriends? Um, so a lot of times I've noticed with new homeschool families, they get easily overwhelmed because it's new territory yeah. and what you expect in a traditional um, school cannot necessarily be, like I said, replicated at home. Um, there just isn't any space for that. Not necessarily physical, but I just mean 
that mentally there there isn't. And so what one parent told me um, when I first started, I think it was at a time when I was trying to do it all. Like I was trying to provide the best science class at home and the best, the best Mm -hmm. math and, and art's got to be in there too. Like I'm trying to do everything. And she said, you know, you really just should just focus on the meat and potatoes. Everything mm-hmm. else is secondary. And yeah. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, reading, writing, arithmetic. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. Yes. And I was like, ah. She's like, yeah. Your kids are small. They'll catch on. And they'll show you what they're interested in. That's how you know what to pour into, yeah. pour more time into. What are they interested in? Are they into the science? Okay, well then maybe spend um, some time after you do your reading and writing and arithmetic, like for, for science day tomorrow or, you yeah. know, like a whole day yeah. of science. Yeah. And to even simplify it, just, there's just so much available now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but like, I know Magic School Bus has like a whole curriculum mm-hmm. and you can, they even have coloring sheets for you to print out and the, all the lab, um, all the lab studies and the, the experiments listed mm-hmm. out match to the, the television show. And oh, I didn't know just, that. Okay, I didn't know that. Wow. A whole, a whole um, spreadsheet, basically, that lists every experiment that's um, connected to every TV show they've ever produced. Wow. And so, so you can actually look up an experiment and it'll show you what TV show correlates with that experiment. And they have coloring sheets. I mean, it's just too easy now. And so... Um, I think, I think because of that understanding that, okay, well, we're going to, my kids love the sciences. They love health and um, um, IT. And so for me, um, I think knowing that the meat and potatoes is what I need to focus on and, and I can, I could breathe better knowing that, okay, well then if they really love the sciences and maybe we could just go to, a, you know, take a field trip or we can like mm-hmm. have, um, a, watch an episode of Brainchild or something, you know, <laughs> right. to get to get their, their, the juices flowing. But yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna stress about everything else, right? I'm not gonna stress even about, like with the way mm-hmm. things are today, history is happening i am not stressing about well you need to know all the black history like you need to know everybody black and it's like you can't <laughs> you can't we can try but we're going to try to make it something where you can actually like it becomes personal you turn right. on the light who created who created the the, the, the light bulb or who patented that right yeah uh, so try to make it like a more of a practical situation i don't want them to feel weighted by all of all this information information yeah so so yeah me and simplify potato. simplify mm-hmm. simplify i think that's one big mm-hmm. thing that we do right off the bat mm-hmm. to make this homeschooling so challenging and difficult and um when we don't we just need to start off one one um thing that i learned and this changed the mindset of for me is that your home education should be so simple that all you, if you had to teach only using sand and a stick, is that simple? 
Mm-hmm. Not all the bells and whistles and colors and pencils and blah, blah, blah. All this extra stuff that we add into it that makes it so full. If you mm-hmm. can teach something with the sand in the stick and make it that simple, there you go. Start mm-hmm. from there, keeping it simple, 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 right? What do mm-hmm. they say? That's kiss. Keep it, keep it simple, simple, stupid. Or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard yeah. of that? Keep yeah. it simple, stupid, kiss format. So, all right, very good. All right, so Chris Anthony, oh, Abby, I'm going to go back and forth with this. So, Abby, <laughs> here we are at the end of our show. We are at the million dollar question. Oh, no, no. Are you ready for it, Chris? Abby? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So, if you had to start all over again to day number one of your homeschooling journey, but you have your current knowledge, convictions, insights, how-tos, what would be the first thing you'd be sure to change or add or create in your homeschooling journey this time around? Hmm. I think I would change I would change that dependency of on curriculums. Um, yeah. I think because my children seem to have learned so much with just life stuff, like just like life skills that like developing their their life skills and survival skills. They've they've showed me that they're constantly learning. And while I'm depending so heavily on, at the time when I first started, all these different curriculums, um, essentially, you know, you can really just, all you really need is a car and keys <laughs> to homeschool. <laughs> because, I mean, that's just what I've realized. And I and I did mention, like, I love local homeschooling because there are certain things that you will need a curriculum for. Mm-hmm. Like you will need a, a, a math curriculum. You, you, you might want a history curriculum if you're not content with what's been taught um, over the years. And if there are things that you just don't have the time to really write out and teach, you don't want to miss anything here as a guide. But um, when I say I relied so heavily on the curriculum at first, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, I did I I I beat myself up about the possibility of my child learning something that totally disrespects black people. <laughs> like like you know, something that really I understand that it's just not a truth. Right. And it's weeded in the the curriculum in a way that you you won't really pick up until, unless you're paying attention. And right. so I think back on, wow, like, were there moments that I just didn't pick up before we made that switch? You know, um, so for me, I would say, like it is your job as a homeschool parent to be a researcher. Like I can work Google like nobody's business. <laughs> and I feel like, 
you know, the questions I had raised stem from not knowing who made this. Like, we're just yeah. trusting it because um, this in publishing a, company made it. Like, mm-hmm. Right? Like, who who made this? And what, who, what was their upbringing like? Like, what church did they grow up in? Mm-hmm. Where were they in the South? Are they, what was their objective? Mm-hmm. What were their objectives? And so, yeah. um, like, learning about the, the daughters of the Confederacy, like, just knowing just just that yeah. simple yeah. part of history knowing these women recreated and created history books in favor of the confederacy and distributed it across, across the, the country. yeah and those the products of that that curriculum or that teaching moving up north instilling those values in the north and then teaching like their grandparents propaganda teaching, <laughs> your children are learning from the you know what I'm saying like these yeah people, I do I do it's crazy and so um girl yeah <laughs> yeah I know we could go on and on that about that and so that is in part why I strongly feel like we have got to take the education in ourselves but also um be exposed to this knowledge because before I knew that there was a uh assertive focused purposeful plan to keep me as a, you know, my people as a people, um, Mm -hmm. knowing only this type of knowledge and information and insights. Wow. That was out. It's almost like, (laughs) what can I say? It's almost like trusting. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, just trusting the government blind. Like I I trust. Yes. And then you find out like, oh my goodness, really? what i need to be questionable about everything really right it's such an eye yes. opener it was such a just a, a shape to my my core um and so a lot of times we as a people have to realize you know my grandmother would be like no no honey they they you know and they're like no grandma no no, no right no. you know what i'm saying that mindset like they're always right you go to the doctor do what they say blah 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 you follow them no you know it's a little different so that's that's a whole yeah. other program <laughs> but that is so true and i guess that true. is what wokeness is or what conscious homeschooling is right because you you want to understand the perspectives in which this teaching is being given like yes yeah so you have to be you have to be like almost on all the time like you have to be intentional and 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 be in other spheres and connected with other people so they can say oh i didn't know that oh right you you need to be aware of what you don't even know that you Right. have no clue that you're not aware about. So staying in those communities, like what you created yeah. is, is yes. key too. So um, girlfriends, what we are going to do and, and um, a girlfriend's got to homeschooling. So you would get to hear a teaser talk from Ebby and the very conversation topic that we're going to talk about is what is conscious homeschooling? What does that look like? And how do you do that? So we, if you want to know more, just be sure to go to YouTube and look up girlfriends got to homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry and hear the conversation that we're going to dive in um, more with Abby uh, as we continue on. So for here, any last words of advice that you would like to give the girlfriends as they are listening here to this chat, uh, Abby? Um, my biggest advice is always to find your tribe, to find your village, mm. or to create your village. Um, it has helped me tremendously. Um, and I get so much out of it, so much out of it, even having been 
considered a seasoned homeschooling parent. I'm constantly learning from other families and um, and other communities, you know? So that's my advice. Beautiful. Find your tribe. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Find your tribe. She said, find your tribe, find your village or create your your tribe. So beautiful. Well, girlfriends, you are the average sum of the five people you hang with. And this hour, you have been hanging with Abby Johnson out of New Jersey, veteran homeschool mom for five years and, um, you know, creating what she's finding is lacking. And I love people. I love the heartbeat of people who do that. They see something lacking. They don't just complain and whine about it. They created to make it happen and fill in that void. So um, keep up the momentum, girlfriends. Keep connected with other positive resources and others who are going to pour into you as you are starting or considering starting or are already on this homeschooling journey, okay? Um, be sure to connect with uh, Ebby on all her platforms. All the information is going to be in the show notes, all right? And, uh, and yeah, keep sharing girlfriends chat podcasts with your girlfriends, get them connected and let them hear these success stories and um, encouragement that we all need on this journey, right? is what we yeah. all need is, is basically what Ebby was saying. Get connected, find your tribe. Your tribe might not be just one resource. It may be many resources that make a whole thing and what you need for yourself and for your family. So Well, uh, remember that to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we not only touch a life, we shape the future through our efforts of homeschooling, which is very humbling, right? So keep making a positive impact day after day, year after year, um, as you are on your homeschooling journey. So Abby, thank you. Girlfriends, chat. We appreciate you for coming in and chatting with us today and continue that conversation in just a little bit on YouTube with Girlfriend's Guide to Homeschooling. So peace and blessings to you, Abby. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yes, appreciate it. Appreciate it.